2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host you're listening to the jason gregor show presented by playalberta.ca experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at playalberta.ca sign up and receive a 50 dollar welcome bonus using the promo code casino 50 kelly joins us mike how you doing Hey Jason, I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm uh, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Not as good as the orders, who were uh, perfect in the month of January, uh, perfect <laughs> since uh, December 21st, which is uh, quite the run. Obviously, the second longest in uh, in NHL history. And uh, you know, when a team goes through that, like it's their their goals against, they've reduced them significantly. Um, you know, they they were giving up a lot of ch- chances early in the year and a lot of goals early in the year. But they like when you look at your numbers and you go through it what has been the biggest area that you've seen improvement in defensively for the orders
1: i well i think you hit the nail on the head with defensively like they're scoring you know the scoring is is up a little bit but not a crazy amount defensively yeah it's almost two goals a game less um they've been really good in that area I, i fall into the camp that you know i think you and i talked about this early in the season well, they weren't good defensively. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to make that argument. But I, I did feel like they kind of just made the bad mistake more, and it ended yep. up in their net like yep. it seemed like almost always. But overall, it wasn't abysmal. Um, and, and obviously, the new coach comes in, and, and you know, some tweaks get made, and all of that. But um, it, everything about their defensive game is, is super solid, and they're getting unbelievable goaltending on top of it. So. Like, right, you're fourth in the league in expected goals against, your top ten in goals against. This is including the bad October. Um, th- that's been a massive area. Uh, and, and, like, I'd, I wouldn't undersell the goaltending part of it because uh, Stuart Skinner, for as rough as things were in that first month, I mean, he, he deserves a lot of credit for being able to turn things around. I can't imagine a position more difficult to do that in, in hockey than, than goaltending
2: yeah it's hard to do, and his numbers have really like just if you just want to use his you know not even going deep on his numbers you know saves above expected anything else his numbers for the last two and two months have been like vesna conversation like
1: yeah absolutely and that's that's the thing where i I still think one of the more difficult things to do if you're not looking you know really at granular information in, in evaluating the game is to try to separate goaltending impact from team defense and, and vice versa, right? Because a lot of times you might say, hey, this team gives up a lot of goals. Well, they must, you know, their goal must not be very good. And um, that can be true, but it can also be true that defensively the team is really poor and the goalie's is actually all right, um, or vice versa. So th- this is like the perfect storm where, uh, and I, I think both help both sides, as much as you can try to isolate each one to best understand it, both sides are still very connected and the Oilers without question have been better defensively Skinner without question has been better in net and the two kind of go hand in hand
2: yeah and you know it's interesting when you look at him and Thatcher Demko so um, since November 10th they've e- they've each started 26 games Skinner has a 926 Demko has a 910 uh, Skinner has a 202 goals against and Demko's a 2.72 so 0.7 uh, goal per game lower but, uh, Demko in those 26 games has, has faced over 100 more shots, right? So that's an average of about four extra shots per game. Now, you know, some teams, you know, they waste shots. I like to call it the save percentage buffer shots where they're from the outside mm-hmm. and 99% of the time they're never going in, right? When, when you break down the numbers from that, if you look at an average, like, c- can you, can you really see like Edmonton or Vancouver? Has, has Edmonton been on par? Have they been better? You know, in the last two months since Knobloch came in, as far as reducing high-quality chances compared to, like, Winnipeg and Vancouver, the other top teams?
1: I haven't looked at that direct comparison uh, recently enough to know that off the top of my head. Uh, other than, you know, there are things like their expected goals against in that time are down considerably from what it was. Where that lines up with a team like uh, Vancouver, like, on the season, Edmonton is better. So that includes October. Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that would be a fair statement to make Uh, and again vancouver is very good as well um they're in the top 10 also in terms of of expected goals against which is just the the goal probability based on the shots that you're allowing both of these teams have been getting really great goaltending on top of that With, with demko it's been all year but um you know with skinner obviously since they've been winning but even a bit before that he's been really good too so um, I I'd have to look into it a little deeper, but I, I think it's fair to say that uh that both of these teams have, have done by and large a good job of insulating their goalies, but they're getting, you know, even better goaltending on top of that also.
2: Mike, uh, while the orders are rocketing up the standings, the LA Kings are crushing down the standings. Um, what, what have you seen? What's the main reason? like Cam Talbot's numbers obviously aren't, uh, like really, he's a nine say percentage over his last 20 starts, nine, nine, oh one, I think it is exactly. And, um, you know, the Kings, you know, you heard the coach, heard Drew Doughty talking about, uh, you know, like they're giving up too much, which is for the Kings, that's basically been their bread and butter for years. They've been a good defensive team. And uh, now, do the numbers match up? Like, have they been that drastically bad, or are they like the Oilers early, where they weren't, they were okay defensively, but then they would just give up the terrible, uh, high quality chance?
1: No, yeah, it, it's been worse. Um, I was looking at this not too long ago. I mean, LA, you're right. Like, they win with that structure. That's that's the that's the MVP of their team, in my opinion, more than any single player. It's by committee. And when that slips, they're in trouble. And it has slipped in in a big way. Like, this team, uh, before they kind of got... I'd say this, what, you know, 16 games is also um, the number here. Because that's when things really went into a tailspin for them. Like, before that, they were first in goals against, first in expected goals against, first in inner slot shots against, rush chances against. Like, a complete lockdown team you're not getting anything against. And Talbot was by and large fine and his numbers are going to then look great right even if he's just good which is kind of all you would need a goalie there to be when they play that way that has ballooned in the last 16 games um they're now they've gone from allowing the fewest rush chances against to the second most yeah they're allowing more goals off the rush than anybody like that that's been defensively an area of their game that has dropped off i would say more than anything else is what they're giving up um in transition and quick strike offense into their zone um you know, they're, they're turning pucks over a little bit more and that's leading to some of it, but it's not a huge thing. And then uh, again, like I, when, when Talbot was posting these crazy numbers and people are having him in Vesna conversations and everything, I would say, look, he's been good, but like, don't let the Grubauer effect come into play here, which is what I used from when he was in Colorado a couple of years ago. And he was a Vesna finalist on the best defensive team in the league. You kind of see what happens when he goes somewhere else. Um, so again, it's not to take away from what the player is doing, but assigning the success kind of where it should be assigned. The defensive game for, for LA is broken down. Yes, that is true. Um, and, and I kind of this is where we get away from the numbers. I kind of think it's a little like Edmonton, where when you get into such a rut and you know you're so much better, for me, with Edmonton, by the end of it, it was just like these guys need their confidence back. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing, more than anything else. Like, forget the X's and O's; they need to feel good about themselves. And I kind of think that's where LA's at right now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's totally fair. Like they they they're kind of floundering. What about Vegas? What did you see for them? Like, was it just injuries to key players that was the reason why they had their little funk?
1: I think that's the biggest thing. Um like Shea Theodore, I think we all know he's a world-class defenseman. But how much would a team miss somebody like him? Uh, that that to me is real. Um, Aiden Hill, who's been you know great all year, I mean, he came back and and had a like, forty-save, unbelievable performance. His first game back after missing a month, but he's put up crazy good numbers this year, and he's been really good for them. Jack Eichel goes down. You're talking about uh, a lot of a lot of key players. There's been other guys too, but. That's a lot of key players. The the funny thing to me, though, I I read this the other day, is um, I think Vegas going into the All-Star game has kind of the same record they did last year, and we know what happened last year. So I'm impressed that they've been able to kind of sustain their record to to what it is given uh, how many games now they've been missing key players. Um, They're still a very good team, and they're, they're, again, a team that when they play within a structure that Bruce Cassidy wants them to play within – to a degree, you can kind of interchange some guys if you have to because it'll insulate you a little bit.
2: Mike Kelly joins us from uh, Sport Logic, Mike. Uh, you look at Nathan McKinnon, Kucherov—they're having unreal years, and I think right now they'd be the the front runners for the uh, heart. Uh, there's still a lot of time, so no one's going to completely count on Connor McDavid yet. But McDavid's defensive game—if you look at his overall numbers, what the line like—they actually were it probably could be scoring more based on the amount of chances. But when you dive into his defensive metrics, how much better are they than last year?
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
1: Done that comparison, um, but his defensive metrics this year, uh, I have looked at, and they're good. It it would actually be interesting to go and look at it um, compared to last year. Like there's, there's obviously the, the two ways that I look at this is what happens when he's on the ice and what is his individual impact to those kind of defensive um, base metrics uh, in terms of blocking passes, having a good defensive stick. Uh, he's 80 plus percentile among forwards this year. Uh, he's, he's top five in the league getting the loose puck. So that's just, you know, if a puck's up for grabs, are we going to be playing on defense or offense? We know, to, we know how he can skate. Of course he gets to a lot of them. Um, but even separating opponents with his with his stick, 80th percentile, um, you know, winning battles, he's been pretty good in that area as well. So I haven't done the comparison to last year. I'd be surprised if those numbers this year are as good as they were last year. Um, and I know that one of the things from talking to some people around the team uh, in the offseason that McDavid was really focused on coming into this year was being better defensively. Yeah. And maybe that will come at the cost of a 160 point season, or 50, or 40, or whatever it is. Um, I I I think it's a safe bet to say at this point in Connor McDavid's career, he only cares about one thing, and it's not an Art Ross Trophy or a Hart Trophy.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's totally valid. Uh, one last one: when you look at it, and I, you know, I'm sure you, just from a, from a team perspective, and here we are, the second half is is, is upon us. Uh, you look at the wall card race in in both the East and the West. Uh, really, the, the wall card race in the East is now maybe going to be the third place team in the uh, in the Metro between the Flyers and the Islanders and the Penguins and the Devils. Although the Red Wings aren't aren't safe by any stretch. Uh, in, in the wild card hunt, but when you look at those teams that are in the hunt, like Pittsburgh, the Islanders, when when you dig into your numbers, and then uh, L.A., St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, is there any team that you say, "Hey, I'm really confident they're going to end up being a wild card team" based on what I've seen so far this year?
1: Every ounce of me wants to say Pittsburgh uh, in the East, yeah. and they've just they'll disappoint you sometimes, so numbers and otherwise, I think that's Pittsburgh's spot to lose. I think there's one spot left in the East up for grabs at this point, um, and I, I do think Pittsburgh should be the team to get that spot. Now, you look at them this season, they are 14th in goal differential, and they are fourth in expected goal differential. So there's a lot of reason, even if you go underneath that, to think that that's the team that should probably – Dial things up the rest of the year, and as you play more games and the sample gets bigger, win more games. But God, they, they they'll play some games, and you're just like, what is going on out there? So uh, I'll still stick with that. I think there's one spot left in the East, and I think Pittsburgh's got the best chance to get it. Um, and you know, the West, I kind of think there's one spot left too. Um, the th- the top, you know, three in the Pacific, the LA Kings, they're going to get out of this. I'm confident they will, and they'll, they'll be a playoff team. That one I'm not sure about because St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, Arizona—like I don't know how much farther you want to keep going down. Calgary, like Minnesota, I like, but man, are they banged up? Um, there's not one team that is just overly impressive to me that I think is—is is, yeah, they're a step above the rest. I guess it's a good thing in terms of the race, but um, I, I don't know. It could be any one of those teams.
2: I'm taking the Blues, Mike. That's uh, I mean, you like the Blues. I like the Blues. Um, they're, they're using Colton Pareko more. I'm a big believer in Pareko. He's a big man, yeah. can log a lot of ice time. And I, I think that's, you know, he's up a minute and a half more per game out of the new coach. And I think that makes a big
1: difference for them on the back end. Well, the, and the power play's been humming lately. Yep. And uh, he's, he's definitely seen his game turn around since the coaching change, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I have my doubts about Arizona, Calgary. Yeah. I, I think they need to sell. And yeah. I think they will sell. And that takes them out of the mix. Yeah. And Nashville, you know, they got a couple of guys that are difference makers there. It'll be a good one. But I think whoever it is probably gets in that second wild card spot. And I don't know. You're getting <laughs> you're getting a tough matchup in the first round. It doesn't really matter who it is at this point.
2: Very true. Yeah, the first round in the West is going to be unreal. Mike, thanks for your those, time, Matt.
1: Two, yeah, no problem. Those two, three matchups in the West, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be worth the price of admission.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. No, it's getting first place will be huge. I think it will be, I'm not sure some teams will be resting guys if it means they can get first place because that'll be, uh, that'll be a big advantage. No yeah. question. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Good catching up with you.